Welcome to Just Don't Lose the Money with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. For more than two decades, Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and Just Don't Lose the Money Radio have been broadcasting here in Boston with a focus on helping you prepare for retirement, always following their guiding principles. Rule number one, just don't lose the money. And rule number two, don't forget about rule number one. Now, just don't lose the money. Hello again and welcome to Just Don't Lose the Money. John Conley is here. My name is Randy Cook and we are here today to talk a little bit about that that topic no you're not supposed to talk about. That is money and you and your future. And I, I suppose there's a lot of talk about money right now because a lot of shopping going on and I didn't know if we were ever going to make it through 2020, John, but here we are. We finally made it to December, didn't we? We're coming down that home stretch, so to say. And uh, last weekend, maybe two weekends ago, I started to put the Christmas lights outside and started to decorate the house well ahead of when we normally do it because I feel like I'm really trying to push this year out the door and welcome in 2021. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of people that put their their lights and everything up early this year because they're stuck in the house working from home. I might as well have some nice surroundings, you know. Exactly, exactly. Well, how the uh, the whole shopping thing go for you as far as you know after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Are you a guy that gets online and and does all your shopping, or do you still like to get out there and and make your way through the stores? You know, I'm not a store person. Never have been. My wife and my daughter used to always wake up on uh, Friday. They couldn't wait to go shopping on Black Friday. So this year, you know, they're obviously not going to the stores as much. So they were doing their shopping online. And my wife normally does the shopping for the kids for what they want, so to say, for their list. Mm-hmm. And I usually try to buy the kids what they need um, for their <laughs> sports and whatever the things that I think they need for, for things. Thanks and, for the socks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I went online. I actually did some um, Black Friday shopping, and yeah. it worked out well. There was a ton of savings out there, and I normally don't you know, shop online or stuff like that. I... I used to like going to the store when I needed something, but now, you know, with this COVID, some things actually are better now than before. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Amazon guy knows us very well in our neighborhood. (laughs) It's so true. There's a lot of those trucks rolling around right now, and they'll make maybe multiple stops at our house during the day. It's pretty interesting. Well, this is December, and it is a time of year when we look back a little bit and we start to look forward as well. And, and John, you know, it's a busy time of year, but still, this is probably a real good time to sit down with a financial advisor or at least get a Zoom call going, get that 15-minute strategy call and say, you know, how have I done this year and what do I want to do for next year? Kind of make some goals, I guess, right? It is. This is like the time of the year where I always sit down and I reflect on the past year. Like, how was it? What, what can I do better personally, professionally? How can I do things differently and improve upon them for the following year? And I think individuals should be doing that as well. They should mm-hmm. be taking an assessment of what they have. How did their investments work? What did you learn during this process? Um, you know, it was a roller coaster of a year. Uh, there were a lot of lows, a lot of highs, and a lot of stuff that was going on in between. And I think this is a good time to kind of hit the reset button and say, all right, we've kind of weathered this storm what do I want to do differently? What did I like about this year? How is my portfolio uh, working? Am I happy with my advisor and so forth? So it might be a good time to take a look at things and kind of set your goals for 2021 and try to determine how can you put yourself on the 
best path forward for your retirement years. And here's a number at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. You can set up a 15-minute strategy call. There's no cost or obligation here. You want to sit down and have a conversation about that? Want to set up a Zoom call? I mean, we're doing everything else from home right now. Why not do a little financial planning for this year and next year from home as well? 617-440-9365. Let's get an evaluation. At least answer your questions. And we're going to talk about that right here because when we look at back at the year, as you said, John, it has been a roller coaster of a year. And we just recently in the Dow touched 30,000. And that was kind of a a mental kind of a a place. Everybody's I mean, there were books written Dow 30,000. Well, we finally made it there and we're bouncing back and forth right now. And if you look at March, when the market bottomed out, it was at twenty one thousand two hundred. Yeah. And now we're up in the 29s and you say, wow, we've gone eight, 9,000 points this year. And then you look at your 401k statement and you go, well, I don't seem to be that far ahead. And you kind of take a look at, well, where were we in February? Well, we're exactly where we are right now. We have spent this whole year digging our way out of a hole, haven't we? Digging out of a hole and, and the emotions that go into that as well during mm-hmm. that whole time period. Um, you know, you look back and you say, you know, January seemed like a hundred years ago. I, yeah. I tell my wife, I said, this year was the fastest year, but it also feels like the slowest year as well. Yeah. And when you look back, there were a lot of lot of different highs and lows. And when you average it all out, we're back to where we started from. Yep. But you've gone through so much emotions in that time period. It kind of reminded me of a time when I was speaking with Tim Tebow back in January of uh, this year. And I was fortunate enough to meet him. He, he's a really dynamic person, very intelligent. He's such a given person to his Tim Tebow foundation. And me and him were talking about emotions and convictions. And this kind of reminded me of our conversation where he talked about emotions can be a very good thing sometimes, but they can also be a killer as well. Like he says, he doesn't get out of bed and go to work to become a professional baseball player or to work his charity because of his emotions. Because if he relied on his emotions, he would lay in bed and say, I've done, I made enough money. I've done enough good for people. But his conviction is what gets him out of bed. And the the convictions make him follow a certain path. And he wants to help people. He wants to better himself. So I kind of liken that to the financial plan aspect of financial planning, where if a client has a financial plan and we follow it and we make adjustments as needed, that's your conviction. That allows you to be disciplined during volatile times where it's easy to let your emotions get in the way and make you do things that might not work out for you in the end, become emotional and make the wrong decisions. So should, as somebody looks at their statement right now and say, okay, I didn't do anything. I just let it ride. And so now I'm back to even. But there was a time when it was way down low and it came way back up again. If I had a financial advisor in my life and I had a financial plan, I might be a lot further ahead now than just being even. Can we say that? I mean, if you have an advisor with you, you're kind of poking and prodding and you're and you're making adjustments along the way. And when that market was at a low, you could have made some adjustments and maybe be a lot further ahead than you are right now. 
Yeah, if you have a financial advisor, you and the advisor should be working together to make sure that you're in the, the appropriate risk tolerance for you, that you understand where your risk tolerance is. Are you conservative? Are you a moderate investor, maybe a, an aggressive investor? So you want to make sure you're in the right risk tolerance to begin with. So if you're in the appropriate risk tolerance, then you're not going to take all the highs and all the lows either if you're appropriately mm-hmm. diversified. But we want to make sure that you're diversifying your proper risk tolerance and that during those crazy times, we can actually make the adjustments, change things up, maybe minimize the potential losses. And then when the market stabilizes, you get back in and you become back to your original risk tolerance to ride that crest or that wave back up again during those um, recovery months we had. Yeah, there's a there's a financial word. It's a big financial phrase called standard deviation, which means the wobble, the wiggle back and forth on your money. And people have different tolerances for that. How much is my money going to wiggle? And you guys can make adjustments on that and say, if you don't like a lot of wiggle in your portfolio, we can work that out, can't we? Yeah, the standard deviation is going to tell us how much risk are you taking or how much risk should you be taking in your portfolio. So we want to make sure that like the standard deviations is right in, in line with what your risk tolerance is. And listen, when, when the markets behave in the way it was back in March, you want to make the appropriate adjustments, but you want to make the adjustments that fit your particular situation and then readjust that when we start to see the the indicators that are pointing that the the markets are starting to recover a bit. The PPP and the government assistance, that really was a big help. That kept people motivated, kept people employed, and allowed people to continue to invest in and so forth. But you got to remain disciplined during that volatility. So this is the time of year. We're in December. We're at the end of the year. This is the time to evaluate. How did I do? And if you didn't like what you saw back in February, March, that was just too much wobble for me. That means it might be time to sit down and have a discussion about that. Why is my money swinging wildly with the market? I like that because I'm getting close to retirement and I want my money to be a little more stable. So this is a this is a part of the conversation. Give John and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners a call and set up that 15-minute call. Set up that call at 15 minutes and answer your questions and say, hey, am I in the right place? Is this worth pursuing? Maybe we want to sit down and build that written financial plan that we talk about here on the show. 617-440-9365 is our number. 617-440-9365. Set up that 15-minute call. If that leads to us sitting down and talking more and maybe building a written plan, fantastic. You've taken a great step forward for 2020 and beyond. Again, 617-440-9365. Well, you might be feeling pretty good about your 401k right now. And there's a lot of people in that category. When the market goes up, we see these stories. And we're going to talk about you, you 401k millionaire. That's coming up next on Just Don't Lose the Money. We hope you're enjoying the retirement conversation. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. 
Welcome back to the Just Don't Lose the Money radio show and podcast with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. John Conley is here today. You may have some questions about your particular financial situation, your 401k, your IRA, what retirement looks like, the questions that surround Social Security and all that stuff. It's time to sit down and have that conversation. We make that available to you at no charge. A 15-minute strategy call, 617-440-9365. Well, John, as sure as the sun comes up in the morning, when the market goes up, this story is going to appear. It's the 401k millionaire story. The people at Fidelity say, yep, we got a whole bunch more 401k millionaires and IRA millionaires right now. But they also said in this particular study that 38% of the baby boomers are over-invested in stocks right now. About 1 in 12 are 100% invested in stocks. Now, a baby boomer, the youngest ones are 56. The oldest ones are 75. So these are people who are really close to retirement and in retirement. Is this what you find when you sit down and have a strategy call that people are really way off the risk scale and they've got too much in stocks. Yeah, I mean, over time when we sit down with individuals, you know, we we do see that people are not weighted properly and they're also not even in the right risk tolerance for their age or for their their risk tolerance that they choose um whether they're aggressive or or conservative. But this is w- what happens when individuals don't rebalance their portfolio mm-hmm. over time. So let's say someone started off as a 50-50 equities and bonds type person eight years ago. And the equities keep growing because the markets have done well. And let's just use an example. A few years later, that person is now a 70-30 because of the growth of the equity. They're fortunate enough that they were undisciplined enough that the market was going up and the values were going up. So the equity position becomes bigger. But what happens is when we see what happened in March of this year, when things start to correct, that individual who was a conservative investor is now considered an aggressive investor. And now all of a sudden, they're taking on more risk than they should, and they get burnt when the market goes down like it did. Yeah, you you got to go where the action is, and the action's in the market, and then all of a sudden, the market does its thing, and down it goes. And this see, this is something that probably happened to a lot of you, and it's happened to me. And you might want to have a look at it and give the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners a call. And let's talk about that 15-minute strategy session. Sit down, 617-440-9365. Well, as long as we're talking about 401ks, let's keep going here. One of the reasons that you may look at it and say, gee, I wish I was further along than what I am. I wonder why. One of the things might be that inside that 401k of yours are fees, and you don't know exactly what, you know, those people at Fidelity are taken or Vanguard or any any place where your 401k is put. And Tom Zagainer is a guy who works for America's Best 401k. They have a lot of great information. And he was saying, you know, there might be fees inside there that could equal up to as much as 2.75%. The staggering effect of that over time is extraordinary and nobody knows because nobody's putting into the context of time, the most important element, what's going to happen over the time. It's really astounding what we see day to day. So, John, are people aware of what they're paying in fees, and are they aware of what it costs them long-term in their retirement? Not in their 401ks. Uh, Unfortunately, people, when they have an option to contribute to a 401k through their employer, 
they're not aware of like the true costs of that 401k. In fact, a lot of people are unaware that they're even paying fees or expenses inside the 401ks. Listen, some of the fees you can't control, which is the administrative fees that your employer and the 401k holder, we'll call it, we'll use Fidelity for an example here. Fidelity is doing things for a cost. They're not going to do things for free to manage the portfolio. So they're charging the company administrative fees, and that, that gets pushed back to the, the 401k employee. But there's also expenses inside the positions that you're choosing inside that 401k, expense rate charges and so forth. So individuals should understand when they're picking their funds inside the 401k, what are the true costs of each of those mutual funds or ETFs or index funds? They need to understand what the expense is for that mutual fund. Because let's say you're looking at two growth mutual funds, and they're both similar in returns in the philosophy behind the mutual fund, but one is less expensive than the other. That might be a way for someone to Mm. save in the expense portion, so that helps your return in the end. And this is one of the things about 401ks that is at your disadvantage is you don't have a whole lot of choices. When you get to be 59 and a half, you can start moving some of that 401k money over to an IRA, your own personal IRA, and then you have those choices. You can look at A and B and say, they're doing the same thing, but this one's cost me less. I can grab at that one. And, and that's one of the things that you can do in an analysis, isn't it? Yeah. So what happens is most companies allow their employees, if they're 59 and a half, to do an in-service distribution. An in-service distribution just means I'm in service, I'm still working, but my company is going to allow me to roll all or a portion of my 401k to a self-directed IRA. What's the advantage of that? Well, inside a 401k, your company is picking and choosing what funds are available to you. And there's administrative fees, there's expenses to each of the funds, so there's some costs associated with that. If you roll it to an IRA, well, now the world of investment become your choice, not just what your company is offering you. Then you can control the cost even further. So if you hire someone to manage your money or help you with that account, there's a management fee, so you know what you're paying in costs up front. So let's just use an example of 1%. You know, some of these 401ks, individuals are paying anywhere from one and a half to two percent, two and a half in some cases. Well, if you can save one to one and a half percent just by rolling it to an IRA, that's a huge savings to you down the road that can be massive in the end of the day. Yeah, I think that uh, John Bogle uh, once said that, you know, if you if you let your 401k go for 30 or 40 years, you could end up getting 30% of the money and the company mm-hmm. could end up getting 60%, 65% of the money. And you're just paying all that in fees. And that's something you might not even be aware of. And this whole business of an in-service rollover, staying in your 401k, but getting more control of it, you may not even know about that. And so many of us have 401ks and realize, I, I didn't even know I had these options. Well, you can sit down with John and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and find out about those options. And it starts with a simple phone call. You know, you're busy right now. I get it. The holidays are going on and there's a lot of people going all sorts of different directions. Can you set 15 minutes aside to sit down and, and have a phone conversation or a Zoom meeting with the team and see if you can get your 401k going better for you? Here's our number, 617 440 9365. 
617-440-9365. There's no cost, no obligation here. Just give us a call. Let's set up that call and sit down and have a phone conversation. Well, I like on the show to at least talk about one of these. And there's all sorts of rules of thumb out there, you know. 4% rule. You take 4% of your money, you'll never run out. There's the rule of 100. You take your age and subtract it from 100, and then you should figure out what your, your allocation is, stocks and bonds. And there's a lot of articles out now, John, that says the rule of 100, that's just not getting it anymore. So are you still using that, or is it a good guideline, or do you throw it out completely? Don't throw it out completely, but we don't use it as like a hard line either. It's something that we use as a guide or a baseline. And I think it kind of shows people where a rough idea where they should be. So what the rule of 100 is, is you take your, take 100 minus your age. So if a person's 70 years old, by this rule, they should have 30% of their money in equities and 70% of their money in bonds or income type investments. So... That is just a guide. I'm not a huge fan of these rules because they don't know the person or the individual or the circumstances. They're just putting everyone under one roof and assuming everyone's on the same level playing field. What if you're an individual who's 70 years old and haven't saved enough or you run the risk of running out of money? That individual is going to have to take on a little bit more risk with his or her money to grow to get the returns that they need for the income gap that they have. Now, on the flip side, someone might be financially independent, have pensions and have enough required minimum distributions. They have their Social Security. That might be more than enough income for that individual to live their life. So maybe they can take on a little bit more risk than they need to, mm-hmm. or they might be comfortable in taking less risk. Mm-hmm. But the reason these rules are coming under fire lately is because interest rates are at all-time low. They're basically nothing. So – When you go and you invest in a CD or a treasury or something very safe that's interest rate driven, you're not getting the return that you need on that money to generate the type of income that you need. So they're talking about changing the rule of 100 to like the rule of 120 and so forth because of inflation, because of interest rates, and that people are living longer. So they're not anything that I I follow like legitimately, but they're guidelines, so to say. Yep. And these are things that you can sit down and discuss. When you put retirement into Google, this is the kind of stuff that comes up. And you're going to say, well, does this apply to me? Should I use this rule? Great start for your conversation with John and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Here's our number. Set up that 15-minute strategy call. It's just 15 minutes, no cost, no obligation. Get your questions answered. If that leads to us sitting down and talking more, if we kick the tires and say, hey, we're a good fit here, then we can move on and build a written financial plan. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. We'll be right back with more. Just don't lose the money. Are you worried about retirement? Well, you're not alone and there is help. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. If you're ready to take the next step, call the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. 
And welcome once again to Just Don't Lose the Money, the radio show and podcast here. And my name is Randy Cook, along with John Connolly today from Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. And we sit down and talk a lot about how important it is to have that conversation about your future when it comes to your retirement. One of these days, you're going to step away from that nine to five, whether it's in a cubicle or you're working outside or whatever you're doing. And the money that you've saved is going to have to power this thing called retirement. So it starts with a conversation. And John, I, I think that it's kind of intimidating. It's kind of like going to the doctor. You know, it's it's like there's this white coat syndrome about talking to a financial advisor. Do, are people a little intimidated by it? And they, and they kind of go in and they don't know what's going on and they don't know what to ask. Do you find that? Yeah, I think people are nervous to make that first step to sit down with the financial advisor to see where they are. Are they on the right path? Are our goals in sight or do we have to make adjustments? So I, I, I can understand and relate to the, the nervousness that they have. But we want individuals to realize that we want to become their teammate. We want to help them. We want to educate them where they are, show them what's strong or weak about what they're doing and what changes we can make to make sure that we enhance what you're trying to do and accomplish your goals. So let's get you on the right track if you're not there. But I, I fully understand the, the apprehension. A couple of things can happen. I mean, you can sit down and the the numbers get crunched and they look at you and say, hey, you're on track. You're going to be able to retire the way you want to. Or they could look at you and say, why aren't you retired right now? Or they could look at you and say, you know what, we've got a little bit of work to do. And I think that's the time when it's important to see somebody early. I'd rather sit down with you, John, at age 60 and think I'm going to retire at age 65 or 66 or 67 and you look at me and say, you know what, if that's your goal, we got to do a few things and make a few adjustments. I want to know that information early. Well, it's like anything in life. Early detection is key, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I met with an individual recently in the last couple of weeks, and she had recently moved back to the area. Um, she had moved away to be closer to kids. And then she realized that where she was at, she couldn't really find the right job. And she moved back to Boston area found a new job. And she recently sat down with me and said, you know, I'm nervous. I don't know where I stand. I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. I feel like I got a late start here. And she was very concerned. And we went through the process. And when I was talking to her, I was nervous for her because just the way she was explaining her situation. And then we went through the process. And at the next meeting, I kind of laid out her financial plan. I said, listen, Take a deep breath because it's not as bad as you thought it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. You painted this gloom and doom picture that even I was nervous at the beginning. But in the end, we can get you on path. It's not going to take a, a lot of heavy lifting. It's going to take some tweaking and enhancing certain things. But we can get you back on the right path with some small adjustments. You should have seen the weight yeah. lift off her back and the smile. And she kind of she just felt good, which made me feel good. We're going to work with her and we're going to get her on the right path and make sure that she meets all her dreams and goals and her aspirations in retirement. Even if you just come in with the question, am I going to be okay? I mean, that's really what everybody wants to know. I mean, we talk about, you know, the number one question, am I going to run out of money? Did I do enough? All these different things. Is my money in the right place? But what it gets down to is, am I going to be okay? Can I retire? And if that's your question, that's fine. Let's just start there. But I'm looking at this article here, John, from Investopedia, and it actually lists out some of the questions that you could ask a financial advisor. 
And one really stood out to me because it's one I never thought of. And that is you ask your advisor, what do you like about your job? And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So let me throw that your way. What do you like about your job, John? That is a great question. (laughs) And, you know, what I like about my job is I like helping people. I really do. And I really enjoy educating people. And one of the best compliments I, I think I get or that I enjoy most is when people say, you really explained that well, that I can understand it. That makes me feel good because I know that they're getting something out of this. Whether they hire us or they don't hire us, I feel like each person walks away with a little bit more education and understanding of where they are, and that makes me feel good. I also love meeting my goals, you know, helping clients achieve their goals. So when someone says, hey, I want to retire in five years, I want to call it quits and tell my company I'm retiring, my goal is to get them on that path, and there's nothing better the day when they call me, we sit down and we go through the process and we say, you can tell the company you're calling it quits. Yeah. And then watching them take their trip that they wanted to take or spend the winters down in Florida, that gives me great joy. Yeah. Well, you're sitting in the cold and they're down in Florida and they text you and go, I'm on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I had a client recently just call me and say, hey, I need to make that withdrawal that we talked about. And they were buying, I call it a Winnebago. They were, they're going to travel. They're just going to drive around the country and stop off at different places, campsites, and they're just going to see the entire country. And, you know, they send me pictures of where they are. So it, it's nice. You know, I, I'm a golfer, and I, I love to watch golf on TV. And not that long ago, I watch women's golf. I, lo- I watch all golf, LPGA. And Mike Wan is the commissioner of the LPGA. And he was there when a young lady won a tournament, and she had never won a tournament before. And she was just in tears. She could hardly speak when they were interviewing her. And he, he said to the camera, he goes, I forget that we're in the dream business. You know, we're making these ladies' dreams come true out here. And, you know, I thought about that. I mean, a financial advisor is a little bit in the dream business, aren't you? I mean, somebody dreams about what they want to do in retirement. Then they sit down with you. Let's put the numbers with the dreams and see if we can make these things come true. It's it's a little bit about what you do, isn't it? It is. And we try to make those dreams come true. But at the same point in time, anytime you have a financial advisor or any good team, you have to have a good team around you, a good support and cast. That means having a good accountant. That means having a good estate planning attorney, a great financial advisor. So our goal is to get you on the right path and get you to your retirement years. But we also have to tell you sometimes when your aspirations are not in line, right? So we want to be reality, dreams and reality. We want to make sure that everything is attainable and we have this this process in place. And that's what it is to sit down and start the conversation. What are your dreams? What are the realities? How can we put these two things together? Give us a call. Let's start that conversation. No cost, no obligation. Give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, and we'll set up that 15-minute strategy call. Zoom call, phone call, whatever you want to do. Take 15 minutes out of your day. Say, how did I do this year? How can I do better next year? How can I make my retirement happen? 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. Okay, so when we talk about on this show a lot about building a written plan, and there was an interview on CNBC with a guy, his name is Joe Duran, and he was saying that a lot of financial plans are flawed, and it's because of this. Take a listen to what he said. It assumes two things that are almost certainly incorrect. One is that you will lead an average life, 
and no part of your life will be average. You will be uniquely you. And second, that the markets will be average. And the markets also will not be average. So, John, that goes back to what you've been saying through the whole show. It needs to be customized. It has to be about you. It can't be you're 60 years old. Here's the plan we build for a 60-year-old, right? Yeah, and in today's economy, good financial advice is critical. And it's important that you work with a financial advisor who's committed to listening to you and understanding what your unique goals and circumstances are that want to make sure that all aspects of your financial life are aligned. So we want to make sure that we we strive to provide a plan that's tailored made to you and your unique circumstances. You don't want that cookie cutter plan that everyone's in the same thing and everyone's situation is the same. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different situation. Everyone has a, a unique goal that they want to achieve. Some are married, some are single, some have grandchildren they want to provide for. Everyone is different. So you have to find the advisor that thinks most like you and who's going to guide and provide that financial plan that fits your situation. And the variables that he talked about there, if you were to retire in the year 2000, 20 years ago, and you took a look at the the Google and you said, well, it says the market's going to go up 7%. That's what it's done historically. Well, then 2001 hit and 2008 hit and 2020 hit. And you say, my gosh, here's 20 years of my retirement and I didn't get that 7% return that they said online. And that's the variable, John, that you have to build in, isn't it? That's the variable you have to build in and you have to adjust to. That's why it's important to have a well-balanced, diversified portfolio that fits your circumstances that your income needs are taken care of. We've already figured out how we're going to derive and generate that stream of income to you. That money's already set aside to be a direct deposit or a check to you on a monthly basis. That allows the money that's in equities or in the market to grow so that we don't have to start selling things when the market's down to generate a stream of income to you. You have to have a plan in place, and that plan is going to allow us to have that discipline in volatile times, but you also have to have an advisor that's going to adjust it or rebalance that plan as needed and consistently throughout the year. Do you have a plan, a strategy that is built specifically for you? You know, they say you should take Social Security at 62 or 66 or 70. And is that right for you? Maybe there's some place in between you should take Social Security. Maybe there is, you know, a certain amount of market risk that you don't want to be a part of. I don't want my my money to wobble like some people do. It's got to be about you, and that's what we can do at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, build a customized retirement plan. It starts with a 15-minute call. Give us a call, and let's sit down and talk about your concerns. We may bring up some things you never thought about. 617-440-9365. 617-440-9365. And that may lead to us sitting down and putting some things down on paper. We call that the 365 retirement plan. Give us a call, 617-440-9365. Okay, coming up next, the average baby boomer. How much have they saved and how much will they spend per year in retirement? Interested? New survey. Tell you about it coming up next on Just Don't Lose the Money. We hope you're learning a lot from today's show, but how does it apply to your situation? 
You can find out with a call to the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners for a complimentary 365 retirement plan consultation. If you're serious and saved $500,000 or more for retirement, there's never been a better time than now to have a written retirement plan. You'll learn where you are now and what you should be doing to retire with confidence. Call 617-440-9365. That's 617-440-9365. And on your computer at 365retirement.com. And welcome back to the Just Don't Lose the Money radio show and podcast. John Conley with us today from Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And we're talking about building that financial plan and sometimes sitting down with that financial advisor and asking the right questions. And a lot of times, John, when I see these surveys and it tells us how much you've saved, how much you should save, how much you should spend, you always compare yourself to these surveys and you wonder, am I doing okay compared to these things? Well, here it is, the new Charles Schwab survey. The average baby boomer has saved about $920,000 for retirement. So that's somebody between the ages of 56 and 75, about $920,000. John, is that the average person that walks in the door or is it a lot more? Is it a lot less? What are you seeing when somebody walks through the door? So it's interesting you say that. In my opinion, there's no average, right? We look at everyone individually and what their unique circumstances are. So a lot of people do ask when we sit down with them is, do I have enough? Did I save enough? Or am I like most of your clients? I try to explain to them, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I think they really look at, let's pretend you had $924,000 saved for retirement. People will ask, am I like most other 55-year-olds or 60-year-olds? And I explain to them, situations are different. So let's use an example here. If a person had a million dollars saved and they only collect Social Security, well, and they need income from their portfolio, that individual is going to need a decent amount from that portfolio on a yearly basis. So that person may have to take on more risk to get that income gap. Mm -hmm. Now, let's use an example of a person same age, same million dollars, but the husband and wife may both have pensions. Well, that individual doesn't need as much from his portfolio on a yearly basis. So I don't look at the big number, those commercials that you see on TV, what's your number, what's your number? Well, everyone's trying to get to a number, but let's work from the other way back. How much does your money need to generate from you to give you the income that you need so that you never run out of money? And then that should determine your risk tolerance and where your money should be invested, not the other way around. So everyone's a little bit different. What I do see with people is when they look at their investments, a million dollars, let's use an example, I need 50 grand a year from that million dollars to live my life. Okay, sounds doable, 5%, shouldn't be any issues, but they fail to take into consideration inflation or they underestimate it. Or they don't take into consideration taxes. What's the effect of taxes? Now that I'm taking money from my portfolio, what effect does that have on taxation of my Social Security? All of a sudden, your Social Security might go down because you have income. So all of a sudden, you have to start weighing these things to make sure that you do not run out of money. And it's not a simple figure of, I just need 5%. Well, that 5% really needs to be 8% after taxes, inflation, and so forth. So another point in here is how much you're going to spend in retirement. You may have two people that walk in, they both have a million dollars, 
and one is a very frugal person, has a very modest lifestyle, and then somebody else has two homes and they spend an awful lot of money, and that that factors into it too. It says here, even though the average baby boomer has saved about $920,000 for retirement, boomers expect to spend about $135,000 a year. So if you add up those numbers, John, that doesn't bode well. That's about six or seven years worth of money, and you're out, and now you're living on Social Security. That doesn't work either, does it? It doesn't, and that's the million-dollar question. Anytime I sit down with someone, we go through their their balance sheet, so to say. Where do we have saved? What's the house worth? Is there a mortgage? What are our expenses? But the million-dollar question is, what do we spend on a monthly basis? Mm -hmm. Because we need to know that number because we're going to have to give you that stream of income. We have to figure out where that income is going to come from to meet those monthly and yearly expenses. So we have to factor that in. Also, what comes into play as well is is longevity. How long are we going to live? Uh, Do we have longevity in our life? So I think people underestimate how long they're going to live. We sit with people and sometimes they say, like, oh, you're, you're running this plan out to 95. I'm never going to make it to 95. Well, if the plan works that we run this out to 95 and you don't live to 95, well, then you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't want to run the plan saying you're going to pass away at 80, you're living at 85, and you ran out of money. So you have to be realistic. You have to consider inflation and taxes. And moving forward, you know, taxes is going to be probably the number one expense to most retirees moving forward. Taxes are going up. I'm from the opinion that where we are today with the national debt, COVID, our debt's going to go up. How is the government going to generate enough revenue to satisfy that debt? They have to generate revenue, and that's called taxes. Mm -hmm. So taxes will be going up across the board, I believe. That's kind of a shocking statement, and I'm sure that people think, well, what's your number one expense going to be in retirement? And they think, well, my travel. Uh, And you know what? The number one expense in your retirement might be taxes, and that that is that's a that's that's awful. It's <laughs> just imagine, terrible. Imagine you got a million dollars saved in IRAs and four hundred one ks, and you feel great, and that's a great accomplishment, right? But in reality, Uncle Sam is about a third owner of that million dollars. So you really don't have a million dollars. You have about 700000 You have a hidden beneficiary, and that's Uncle Sam. Oh, you, know, you think about that, having two people on your 401K. It says, Randy Cook, I'm the, I'm the guy who owns most of it, and then underneath it, Uncle Sam, he owns a third of my money. Ouch! I third today. <laughs> yeah, today, right, exactly. And that could change. And these are, these are conversations that you, you may feel good about that number. You might be one of those 401K millionaires, but know this, that every time you get at that money, you got to go through a toll booth. Uncle Sam's toll booth to get that money. And that might be a shock to people, too. And, John, when you talk about taking money out of the right buckets at the right time, sometimes that becomes an issue. You said your Social Security could get taxed if you take too much income. That's all a part of this, isn't it? Yeah, Social Security gets taxed based off your provisional income. So any type of planning, and we sit down with our clients, we want to make sure that we're taking money from the appropriate buckets, and we're trying to minimize the taxes and the effect of that on Social Security. So oftentimes, I, you know, I, I met with someone a few weeks ago, and he mentioned like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna start taking Social Security uh, next in 2021, June, I believe it was, in 2021. But he wasn't expecting to retire until a couple of years after that. But that was his plan, and he was dead set on it, and it was the initial consultation. I just try to explain to him, like, well, before you make any plans, let's go through the process. 
and let me show you when is the the appropriate time to start taking Social Security and what the effects would be if you want to take it when you want to take it versus when you should take it. And we went through the process, and he couldn't believe how much of his Social Security was going to be taxed mm-hmm. because he was still working. I said, if you're working, you don't need the income. Let that grow. When you stop working, now you don't have the income that you once have. We turn on the Social Security, and we can minimize the tax in that situation. So you want to make sure that you, you fully understand when you should take Social Security and what the effects of taking it and turning it on is to your benefit. These are probably things you aren't thinking about, and that's one of the reasons we have this show is to bring up these questions in your mind, and you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and say, I don't know. I don't have this locked down yet. I need to I need to talk to somebody, and that's why we're here. Give us a call at Rubino and Lang and set up that 15-minute strategy call. Get your questions out on the table. That may lead to us sitting down and saying, okay, let's put this down on paper. Let's build a written plan. And we call it a 365 retirement plan. You can give us a call. The number is easy to remember, 617 617- Four four zero nine three sixty five six one seven four four zero nine three sixty five. Let's set up a Zoom call, a phone call, and just get those questions out on the table. End of the year is a really good time to do this. And speaking of which, at the end of this story, you're going to say, "Geez, I wish I had an invite to this party." <laughs> George Clooney. This is an interesting story. George Clooney invited fourteen of his friends over to the house for dinner. They were longtime friends. As a matter of fact, some of these folks had helped him early in his career before he became George Clooney. All right, so at the dinner, he presented all these people with a suitcase, 14 people, 14 suitcases, and inside the suitcase, each one contained a million dollars. He was saying, thank you for helping me along the way to get where I am today. I wish I was at that party, John. <laughs> I think I'm hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> what an what an amazing that, thing! That's Imagine that, like yeah. changing people's lives like that. People who helped you along the way, and, and it says a lot about George Clooney as a person that he didn't forget those who helped him, and he didn't become this big Hollywood person. Um, he On his still own, has yeah. roots. Yeah. And, Imagine, like, if someone handed me a suitcase, I'd be like, oh, maybe they're taking me on a trip. <laughs> but a million dollars, I mean, that that's, I mean, first of all, to get $14 million in suitcases is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it in 20s? Was it in hundreds? I don't know, yeah. But he, he gave his friends a great gift. And, I mean, that's something that's in the conversation at this time of the year. People want to gift money to charities. They want to gift money to their children. They want to gift money to their grandchildren. And putting it in a suitcase and giving them cash might not be the best way to do it because you could be giving your kids or your charity a big problem with taxes. So Hmm. let's just talk about that just real briefly here. That's a discussion, isn't it? It is. It's one of the first things I always ask people who come into our offices, you know, what do you envision in retirement to look like? And how important is it for you to leave a legacy or an inheritance behind to your children? And that answer varies from each person. But if it's an important thing to them, let's make sure that we structure your your estate with the appropriate legal documents to make sure that your goals are taken care of or your wishes are taken care of. Maybe it's through the use of trust, uh, whether it be revocable or irrevocable. There's gifts. Like you can give a gift now. Like George Clooney gave a gift that he's given now. So that $14 million, he can never get back, right? He gave it away. Now, if an individual says, I want to leave my children money, but I don't want them to have it now. I want them to get it when I pass away, and I want to put money in this trust to protect from estate taxes or protect it from the nursing home. That's a gift really for later. 
individuals we sit with, we want to make sure some of their goals is, hey, I want to gift my kids money now. Can I afford to do that? Or how much can I afford to gift each year, whether it be a direct gift to them or a gift to a trust? So we want to make sure that what you give away you can afford to give away because sometimes it's hard to get that back. It is a conversation that a lot of us think about and one that probably should be looked at through that lens of taxes and through the lens of a financial advisor. Give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. We'll set up that 15-minute phone call, that strategy call. That might be one of your questions. 617-440-9365. No cost, no obligation there. Love to get some of your questions out on the table and help you out with that. It's all the time that we have today on Just Don't Lose the Money. We hope to see you here next week on the Just Don't Lose the Money radio show and podcast. For more information, to schedule a consultation or upcoming retirement planning event and radio show times, go to rlwealtheducates.com. John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Conley, Ryan Marston, or Sam Lang are licensed in your state, Please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuity products offered through RNL Insurance Agency. Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.